Hello <laughs> and welcome to another episode of The Getty, a podcast I started with me and my friends. I'm your host, Lou, and I am so happy to have you. Like, <laughs> I hope everyone is having a good week. This episode, we are joined by one of my favorite people in the world, Kenithia. <laughs> Kenithia. I think she joined us for the last episode, but she wasn't there for the whole time. But this week's episode, we have her for the entire hour. So, uh, Kenithia, thank you so much for joining us and welcome. And welcome to episode seven of the Getty. How's everybody doing? Good. Rosie, don't answer. Good. Everyone else, how's everyone <laughs> else doing? Good, Luendo. Thanks good. for asking. Very good. <laughs> good, good, good. Okay, guys. So, as always, as always, it looks like it's the end of summer. We're moving into fall, and you know what's strange? I feel a little bit, I feel the change in weather. I don't know if it's global warming or whatever, but it feels slightly colder, but that's on par for this time of year. Coco, do you feel a little (laughs) bit breezy? I mean, I have my fan on, so yeah. Oh Oh my gosh. We need to revisit this, honestly. Every time, every episode. Does anybody know what time it is right now? I don't know. Like time of the day or icebreakers? Icebreakers. Icebreakers. Yes, this is how we open up every single podcast. And of course, we are starting with a moment of silence because keeping up with the Kardashian finally comes to an end and I feel like every single one of us it doesn't matter how cool we are have experience (laughs) with keeping up with the Kardashians so I would like to go around and share everybody's final thoughts what were your favorite scenes favorite moments biggest takeaways from the show and please don't front please don't front like there's no some sort of connection to the show. Peaks, we'll start with you. Yo, okay, I'd have to say that my favorite moments that I remember was when Kim lost her earring <laughs> and Courtney was like, but there's people dying. And then the the other one is definitely when Courtney and Kim like had that fight. Like the more hands. the more recent season, and they threw hands for the first time. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. I've watched that clip so many times. Yeah, so <laughs> definitely, I'm um, I'm gonna miss them. I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am. I'm ashamed to admit this, um, but I am a fan of keeping up with the Kardashians, and I'm black. <laughs> I'm sorry to admit this. I feel like. The first step is admitting. Um, I really <laughs> did like the show. It was a guilty pleasure. My favorite moments were every time they mocked Kim's crying face. Right. Every single time. 
Um, my my biggest takeaway from the show is that you can literally have no talent in America and become multimillionaires. <laughs> so that means there's hope for a young girl like me. <laughs> <laughs> you have talent, Ken. <laughs> Not much. Not oh. much. <laughs> I have hope. Thank you. Make it till you make it. Kim did. <laughs> I think um, Kanye changed my whole idea of how I want my husband to propose to me forever. I think that he just set a level that I'm going to communicate all the time to my boyfriend. <laughs> and just to make sure that it's, it's clear what I want. And um, I also would never forget the time like Kim was like you know in the first like in the first like few, I don't know what season it was but where she like could hack into her boyfriend's accounts or like their voicemails and she hacked she hacked into Chloe's boyfriend's thing and then it just went south so yeah that was extremely awkward but I loved it I, I love the Kardashians I won't lie to you I love them I love every single one I love Chris Rob I miss Rob but like yeah what it is um i have never paid for cable so i watch netflix hulu amazon and i i'm being serious i never watch keeping up with the kardashians unless i went to my parents specifically my mom and if it was on there but i think the most like peak said i think the one that i really know is there's people dying kim when she lost her earrings with um that one basketball player she was engaged or married to. But besides that, I can't. Coco. Besides clips that I see on like Coco. social media, that's Coco. it. I'm being so serious. This is a safe space. We're all talking about it. No one's gonna judge you. No one's gonna <laughs> just say, just say your truth. <laughs> that is very true. Lou, you literally was here. You know that I don't pay for cable. Why would I ever watch that? I believe Coco. I don't see Coco ever watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Like, I don't ever see that happening. (laughs) I've seen clips from social medias of, like y'all were saying, the fights, um, all the stuff with, like, Scott, um, but never just sat down and watched this. You're never curious, like, just to see one episode. Uh, I mean, if I was at my mom's house and it's, like, on in the background, then, yeah, I'll, like, sit there, but... I don't. Wow, I don't, that's amazing. You don't make an effort to watch it. Yeah, that's it, interesting. Like some of us. <laughs> <laughs> For years and years and years, we made that effort. I'm so happy I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm so happy I'm not alone. Like, I found my tribe. Ooh. I am so happy because all my <laughs> girlfriends, they all shit on me. Like, <laughs> they treat me like I don't belong. <laughs> Belinda, speak on um, No, I also love, I love keeping up with the, with the Kardashians. I've always loved it. I definitely fell off on these last, like, few seasons just because I also don't have, like, DSTV in my apartment, blah, 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 blah. So I also have also, like, fallen off. But definitely the earring scene in Bora Bora that was that was priceless. I'll never forget that. She cried so hard. And I, I said, what is happening? <laughs> what is going on? Um, that was hilarious. And, um, and the time when Courtney pulled her baby out of her hoo-ha and I said, oh. what, are you, what are you saying? She literally sat up and grabbed 
the child from her vagina. And I was like, this is, this is TV. This is TV. This is, this is golden. This Gangsta. is golden and I love it. Um, so definitely those two moments like stand out for me. Yeah. 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 I think like the best like moments of keeping up with the Kardashians were, especially if you have siblings in the house, like just knowing the petty drama that happens between siblings. Like again, it was mentioned when Kim was crying and how people are laughing at her. Like sometimes it'd be like that in the household. It's like, why are you so sensitive over this? And your siblings are the number one people to humble you. Humble you. To a point, it doesn't matter if you're Kim K in these streets, in this house, you're just Kimberly. Just Kimberly. So I think that was like just one of the best moments. So I'm going to move on to the tweets of the week. And the first one, this is kind of old because this has been a really slow news cycle. So I want to like circle back to. Lizzo at I think it was an LA Lakers game and this is the tweet that we have don't know how we got to this point where we can't criticize Lizzo or her songs because she's fat everything is fat shaming with you people it's exhausting her outfit was tacky and trashy I'd probably say the same thing if a slimmer artist wore it I don't care and this was like Lizzo's t-shirt dress that was like cut off, like had a hole cut in the back to reveal her ass and like her G-string. So what do you guys think about that quote? Do you guys think what she wore was appropriate? Um, since I'm the chubby one here, I will speak first. As a fellow plus size woman, I agree with his tweet. And the only re- the reason why I agree is I don't think that outfit is tacky in general. I think it was tacky for the moment. A basketball game is a family affair. If this was like a friend's get together and these pictures came out, then it was like, okay, she's at a friend's house with grown folks. This is what we do. But when you have eight-year-old kids, nine-year-old kids just going there with their, with their parents and stuff, like I don't want to bring my child with me and see your behind in a thong in front of my kid. Do that with your grown friends. Don't do that when you know kids are going to be at this setting. That's why I had a problem with it. Yeah, I agree. Oh. And it could have been anyone. Like, if yeah. I, if it was just anyone, I'd be like, why are you showing your entire ass, like, excuse the pun, at a Lakers game in the middle of the day or whenever it is at a family event? No. But, like, do you guys agree Maybe if someone was walking with a see-through shirt and you could see their titties and whatnot, would that be the same sort of situation or different? At a Lakers game. At a Lakers game. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, if you have a party where your your kids are going to be at, you expect people to dress a certain type of way. Most of the time you tell people kids are going to be here just so they know, don't come in them booty shorts with with the coochie print out like <laughs> save that for when we go to the bar but if there's kids here it's not like titty 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 rocking anywhere you like yo my kid is sitting right here and want some and want to suck on some milk like that's not appropriate for my kid <laughs> so i'm sorry liz i love you i love you so much but it was just the atmosphere yeah i thought the outfit was wild but it was wild i was just like you're okay 
um, yeah, I thought it was wild. I, <laughs> I couldn't believe she wrote a Lakers game as well. So, okay. I- but I also feel in the same breath, like, how is that, like, situational? Because we've seen this on red carpets. We've seen this at, like, the VMA red carpets, Grammy red carpets, where you do have, like, parents that bring their kids along. And how is that appropriate? And not at a Lakers game where she's legitimately sitting down. Like, she's, you only see her ass as she's walking and then she sits down. I think it's different because the way it's been poised. Like, the, the Grammys have not been... It hasn't been marketed as a family affair. A basketball game, you associate basketball with families, a good time. It's something that everybody can enjoy. The Grammys and the music videos and BET Awards, if you want to bring your kids there, that's on you. But yeah. it's not marketed <laughs> as bring your kid. Let's have an all-family affair. A basketball game... That's kind of how it's marketed. This, this, this is a kid-friendly venue. The Grammys have never said, yo, we have kids here. It's going to be a great time for the family. It's like, no, this is where you come in with your best on, stunting no hoes. That is how it's been marketed. So it's two different perspectives of how it's been shown to the public. Um, Yeah, I think I'd have to um, agree with that. I think it's just... It's just the kind of the spaces that you, or the space that you're in. So for for me, when I think of like the Grammys or whatever, or red carpets, I don't know. I feel like it, people are pushing boundaries. People are, are there to make a statement or there to look a certain type of way. But if you're going to a basketball game and for example, there are families and you know, um, some older people there, but just the crowd, you think about it, like a lot of like kids from what I've seen um, recently since I've started like being a bit more into basketball is like people go there with their children and it's like, it is what she's, how Karithi is saying it, like a good time. So why, I don't know why anyone feels like they would need to have their ass with a thong out at a space like that. Like, I don't know what you could possibly be, you know, think you're going to get out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. And also, sports is so like PG, like, like just you know the fact that it's being broadcasted to different channels that are PG and that don't have censorship and that are like watched by families and stuff. Like, it's not appropriate. I think that you know if, um, and also basketball, just the way it's set up as well. Because I was just thinking about soccer and thinking about like if like someone had to like you know come to a soccer match wearing like like the, the same outfit, they'd probably be in like a booth, you know, like those VIP booths at the back of the stadium. Yeah. But mm. you're, you're courtside. Everyone can see you. <laughs> so just like, yeah, it's not appropriate. <laughs> and this is my last avenue, but Coco, would you agree then like when you have Super Bowl performances, do you think that's the same context when performers are performing at the Super Bowls? like not to have like all their bits exposed or is that different because you're now performing? Yeah, I think it's different because you are performing. Um, I don't think I would want to see um, somebody go up there with what Lizzo is wearing, but you know, do what you want to do. Like maybe that's just what that specific space and the songs that you've seen are needed. But yeah, no, I don't think it, I don't think it's appropriate. He, I understand that Lizzo is bigger, um, but even on someone smaller, it still be like, why are you wearing that? Yeah, yeah. And the tweet still- could have been written better, though. This guy was a bit outrageous. <laughs> oh, girl, the way they wrote the tweet, like, you people. Like, okay. 
for sure. And I also feel like, again, it's literally how you do it. Because I feel as though, okay, fine, wearing your ass out to his, like a basketball game. I know, I understand what everyone's saying about it being inappropriate, but I feel like if you at least made it fashion, if you at least made it sort of forward thinking, it was literally a t-shirt with her ass cut out. Like there was nothing that you could say like, oh, this was this was really avant-garde or this was really high fashion or like a sort of bigger statement or bigger commentary on things. It was literally just the t-shirts. And like, even when she was asked about it, there was no like real story behind it. She just wanted her ass out. <laughs> I think if you're going to take that risk, you have to have at least the narrative you can run with. Like you have Maybe to have a I think she's she's trying to like I understand what she's trying to do. She's basically trying to normalize plus size bodies. Yeah, like yeah, I'm other all women that are doing that successfully without having to do it in such a lowbrow but way. That's, that's I was gonna I'm say saying. she does that stuff on on Instagram already. Yeah. Like we've been and her performances, yeah. we've been knowing that she's like trying to normalize, you know, plus size bodies. But we didn't need to see her ass for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's her methods. The way she's going about it is kind of like, like, like you said with the um tweet. It was written kind of like whoa, but it's it was the delivery. So I think with Lizzo, I understand her point. Our next, our next tweet, and it goes: until I put a ring on your finger, your financial burden remains entirely your responsibility, not mine. Any help I render is from the good of my heart. <laughs> it was never and isn't your right, not an obligation for me. Some women think because they look good, men owe them money. Um, okay, so my question is where it's saying some women think because they look good, men owe them money. What does this mean? Like, does this mean like we're going out to dinner or does this mean like your student loans? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, how far is this? Like, I'm gonna just take you shopping or you got debt, I'm gonna pay that off. <laughs> what is this really about is my question. I don't know. Cause I see it as both ways. Yeah, me too. Okay, well, I when I first read it, um, I agree. Like, same goes for women and men. You know, everybody's relationship is different. Um, so if I want to do something for you, it's out of the good of my heart. Not, I'm, I'm, but the way I'm saying it is in, like, like, bigger expenses. I'm not saying, like, oh, I bought you dinner. Like, the fuck? You look, like, it's not like that. But if I decide, like, hey, I'm going to help you pay off your student loans or pay something big, that's out of the goodness of my heart, if that makes sense. I but I don't know what this is in response to. So. Let's do bigger expenses. Because I also honestly feel like this doesn't count to like dinner and like little trinkets. Like, no. I feel like it's more like larger expenses, like rent for the month. <laughs> I agree with the tweet too. I, I think that, I think um, Coco, he's referring to like, like lucid, like bigger things, like the a Gucci bag, a car, rent, help, help you support financially your business. Cause that's like a thing now pay for my business. Um, I think that's what the, the tweet is in regards to. And I happen to agree with him. Like I'm not obligated to give you my vagina. Like we make women feel like, well, you're not obligated to sleep with a man and men are obligated to pay your rent. It goes both ways. Like you can't, you gotta keep that 
same energy. Like you can't be like, I'm not giving you coochie, but you better give me like pay my rent. Somewhere along the line, this was like this sort of relationship dynamic has changed because oftentimes guys are the ones that put themselves in that awkward position. Like guys are the ones that will yeah. offer up this assistance, I'm offer about to the help. No, but it's Bye. like Bye it, it may not even be phrased like that. So it's like if someone comes up to me and says they're offering, to, I don't know, like pay my student loans, pay my rent, buy me an expensive bag. Is it bad that I'm not saying no? Like if that's a gift that you're offering from the bottom of your heart, why must you now get salty about it when things like but I don't bad? think that's what. I don't think that's what he's saying in the tweet. I don't think he's saying you can't say yes. I think what he's saying is that don't get mad if I don't offer it. Yeah. Don't feel like I'm obligated to offer you that yeah. just because you might look a certain type of way and you might be used to that. So let's say you're in a relationship and you I'm are not. falling behind on rent and you're about to get evicted and you've literally got your partner watching you going through all of these things like is that a little bit selfish to not want to like help out? Like, I don't understand where it's become no. like, so you see someone else suffering or you see some, a way that you could help someone, like if it's in your reasonable but ability range. to help. Are you always over that person's house? Um, how far yes. in, in this relationship has it yes. been? You're always at the house. It's been a year. Yeah, you need to pay rent. Yeah, you gotta. You should help out, but even with that, you're not obligated to like like this man said. Until I put a ring on your finger, you ain't obligated to do that. If you want to pay my rent, if you see me struggling, thank you, boo, love you. But if a man doesn't want to do that, he might not see you as valuable enough. So you gotta make that decision after he lets you know. Trick, I ain't paying it. Then you gotta you know be like, okay, well, do I want to stay with someone that won't that won't help me out? But if a man wouldn't give me that, I know where I stand with him and I'm out the door. But some men just don't view it like, I'm not mad to you. I don't have to do this for you. I don't got to pay your rent if, you, if you're struggling. If you couldn't afford the apartment, you shouldn't have got it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree with the tweet. But then men have also established this like blesser culture where like for beautiful women, they'll do whatever it takes to like spoil them and treat them, whatever. And like now, when women have a certain expectation now, like what you're saying, if my if my rent ain't paid, are you not gonna help me, kind of thing? Because there's that expectation that a man is just gonna provide. But I think that um, like we've forgotten what the definition of what providing is. Like we've forgotten about like what a man is supposed to do and everything because we've mixed it up with this whole culture of. Um, excess and excess things like like what you're comparing it to like Gucci and stuff like that like Norwich it, I was thinking about dinner I was th I even forgot people men pay for rent and stuff like that <laughs> and like, but like I just think that at the end of the day there's certain things that I won't lie I expect guys to pay for even if I'm not married to them like I expect on the first date you're gonna pay you know what I mean and like I expect like certain things but I guess that I'm not his wife I, like I don't know I just I think that it's, um I don't know the, the meaning has just been lost about what it means for people to like support one another I guess it's mm -hmm. just become it's 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 become messy now so yeah
I think you just have to pick your pre- predicament wisely. That's all it is. Like, if those <laughs> things are kind of spoken of, no, seriously, if you, if those things are, are spoken about, like, early or whatever, or you gauge, like, a certain person's understanding, you'll know what they would help you with, and you know what they, like, kind of wouldn't help you with, I would think. Mm. So, like, and and my thing is sometimes also men will start off doing certain things, and then that thing changes, but then it's like, but like I'm shocked because I remember you doing ABC and now just because of, I don't know, something happens and now, you know, the, 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 there's, there's an expectation that's set and then an expe- the, the, it can't be continued if that made sense. Like they're not consistent. And then it becomes like a thing about, oh, but you feeling like entitled and whatever. And it's like, no, this is what you taught me. And now you're shocked that like, I want you to pay my <laughs> when you were paying it the whole of you do you know what i mean like legit yeah i don't know uh, yeah choose your predicament wisely yeah because i feel like somewhere along the line like and i think it's kind of confusing when you have like certain dynamics i feel like in the olden days like the roles of men and female was so like clearly defined so you kind of knew mm. where to navigate but right now it's sometimes it's oh i want to be equal in a relationship and then sometimes it's oh i want to be the provider i want to do this so it's like how is it easy for someone to judge and be flexible like that like what you said in the beginning if you're offering to pay rent and then I've gotten used to that and then all of a sudden now I'm a budget for rent again <laughs> like what are we doing and then you want to complain about oh like I want things to be equal but when you were the one that initiated the sort of like stereotypical male provider role and that's what you were comfortable with and if you start off like that you better end like that because you've already set a trend like I have no patience for that and then you want to come back and have an attitude about things like you set this precedent I was happy going 50 50 (laughs) now here you are yeah no, yeah, it's that's not hundred percent. You better yeah. end with hundred percent because you can't start a hundred yeah. and now go fifty fifty. Start giving two debit cards when we're going to the restaurant to split. That's what here. men do. That's what I'm saying. They buy the booty. They buy the booty. Once they get the booty, they feel like they ain't gotta buy no more. But that, that was the honeymoon stage, though. It was the honeymoon stage. Now the it's honeymoon like, stage. No. The honeymoon <laughs> stage is a cute phrase for buying the booty. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But like <laughs> things change. Yeah, <laughs> things change. But it's like you have to know your lane. Like guys, I feel like sometimes mm. don't even know their pockets. Like they don't know yeah, their money. True. So it's like if you want to be a big man, big boss in the beginning, yes, go ahead, should do your thing. But you ask your way. Wage. Normalize acting your wage. Normalize mm. acting your wage. And like, it's okay. But then, but then what if the money changes? If you ain't got it, baby boy, you ain't got it. Take me to get some honest cupcakes. about it. If Just the money changes, have that conversation. A lot yeah. of the time, people won't have a conversation. Okay. And then because they don't have it, then all of a sudden, Why? they want to act but like it's something you shocking. You've been to. seeing that the money's changing. And sure. Do you know what I mean? And now. Yeah. And I think, and I think that this tweet. For me, when I read the tweet, when I read the tweet, I was like, "Let's say there's a there's a situation where it's a honeymoon phase or whatever, or this guy came into a lot of money or whatever, whatever, whatever. So he's showing out, and then his money changes, yeah. and then they have that conversation, and the girl gets mad because now she's not being taken on shopping sprees anymore, mm-hmm. and she's yeah. not getting her rent paid. 
that for yeah. me is how I read the tweet. And I don't think that at us as women or as men should be expecting that from another person because okay, obviously yeah. they, 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 they had all this money and they had all this, whatever they were doing in the beginning. When yeah. the money changes, there's a conversation that happens. Now people are, are mad that they but have in to a like, situation on the like that. Like, I feel you like that's the context. I feel like, oh, sorry, go ahead, Lou. I was just going to say, if you base, like some guys think that a relationship can be based on things and money mm-hmm. and things that you can and do girls. and activities you can do. And yeah. girls. And girls. Yeah. I understand yeah. that. But if you built up a relationship based on something so superficial and now mm. that thing is no longer there and you expect this person to be devoted to you, loving you, when you didn't even like open yourself up, you just thought a nice yeah. gift would work. Like, I'm going to accept the gift, but don't now expect me to have like an empty vessel and like now be, oh. But sometimes a relationship isn't even built on that. Yeah, but also part of it. Expectations on both parts. Like she also has fucked up expectations, while he also has expectations. Like nobody, nobody should expect, like, to be blessed in that way. I'm sorry. That's why I think you should have these conversations in the beginning. Like, talk about finance in the beginning. Like, have the conversation. Like. What do you expect? What do you expect? What do you believe? Because yeah. some men believe in 50-50. Some men believe in, I got you. You ain't got to worry. It's like, have that conversation. That That's a grown-up conversation, eh? I forgot that. <laughs> like, how, how do you even start that? Sorry, I I want to talk oh. about everyone kids. Sorry, do you also do 50-50? Or, you know, like, how do you even bring that up? I think it's one of those things that you got you to gotta feel the flow. Like, maybe a situation might come up, and now it kind of opens the door to talk about it. But, yeah, I think... I believe in 50-50. I think Lou was going to ask that. Do you believe in yeah. 50-50? I believe in helping out. Like, I think a man should pay the rent, but I don't mind. I, I think paying the utilities and, you know, helping and out. That's the not 50-50. Even before you talk about utilities, that's like moving in with somebody. Surely there's like also the honeymoon stage. Mm. Like, mm. I like, surely you love I, the honeymoon stage. Yeah, because like we're forgetting about the getting to know person thing. Like, mm. like surely you can't can't jump into. Okay, you pay for utilities. You pay for me. Like, I, I, yeah. no one is gonna pay for my utilities. It's always gonna be on me until I move in with somebody. I would never expect a man to pay for my for my electricity my groceries no like that is just if, not if gonna you happen want to, i'm gonna take it i if you want to <laughs> i'm gonna take it i mean no i can't allow a man to do that i can't i just i don't know what it but is. that's why i'm saying we should have a conversation about mm. it because i'm not moving in with somebody until i get married that's just my personal belief by the time mm. we get married we should know how we want the household to be set up mm. And then we can go from there. Everybody's different. But me, I think that men should pay the rent, pay pay for the roof. I don't mind helping out with utilities and stuff like that. But we got That's when you married, Shirley. That's when you married. I would never live with a man unless I got a ring on my finger. If if ain't no ring, you leave at at 10 o'clock. A relationship should always be 60-40. 60 for the guy, 40% for the woman. In everything. 70-30. 70, yeah, 30. I was just like, 70, think about that 30. wage gap. Think yeah. about that wage gap. Are you sure? Exactly. Oh my gosh. How, what makes you think though. there's going to be a wage gap? 
Girl, we mustn't think mm-hmm. like that. We mustn't think there's gonna be a wage gap. Like, and we want equal. We want, we want equality. Now we already say we've been wanting be equality. We've been wanting equality. Guess <laughs> what, girl? Guess what? No, girl. No, 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 no. Because I honestly feel like I would be upset. Like, if we start with a relationship 50-50. Like, I don't think that's fair. <laughs> what do you mean? You started off 50. What would you want? 50 50. We're going on our first date, and I had to hand out two debit cards one for him, one for me, and we split it. Like, I don't think that's right. Oh, yeah, not a first date. Yeah, no, not a first date. Not, first date, not like, I don't even know when we can go 50 I will. I mean, but then again, it's not an obligation. Like, if a dude wanted me to pay for myself on the first day, of course, I'll be like, okay, well, this, this isn't a social norm, quote unquote. But he's not obligated to pay for my pay for my meal. Like, he's not obligated to pay for me. If I, I personally, the first day, if if it doesn't go good, I'm cool paying for myself. I'm never gonna see you again. But if yeah. if he if he wants to pay for the first date, pay for the first date. But I'm not gonna make a man feel like if you ain't paying for the first date, then there is no no second date. I'm not yeah. gonna do that. To me, that's yeah. to me that's childish, and that's uh my cousin called it out perfectly. Excuse my French, broke bitch mentality. Yeah, like that's just a broke ass bitch that's mentality. True. That's, that's very funny. true. Ask you. Needs to pay. That's the way no, I he see. really does. Like he's going to pay, but he doesn't have. He doesn't have to though. He, he doesn't, doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. I don't know. Why did you fetch me out of? Oh, yeah. Belinda, wait. Piece, what do you? Out of my house. Uh, yeah, Pardon? for real. Like, what do you think about fifty-fifty? Do you believe in fifty-fifty at the, at the beginning? So when I think, look. So when I think about fifty-fifty, like I don't think about it in in so much detail in that like um I think about it like as a whole so let's say okay first date I do like it when the guy pays for the first date but let's say so I've been on dates where he would pay for the for for dinner whatever and then we'd like you know go on for the rest of the night maybe move to another bar and then I paid for the drinks, like, later on. Like, mm. for me, that feels like my kind of 50-50. If I were to move in with a man, and I don't, and I'm not opposed to moving in with a guy before I'm married, um, it would be a, a, a sort of, um, like, contract decision to pay the rent 50-50. Like, that kind of thing. But, like, I, like, yeah, it would be, like, one day I'd pay for food or, and the next day he'd pay for like, you know, like, uh, like drinks or whatever and vice versa. And one day I'd pay for like the outing and like, like that kind of 50, 50, but yeah, like if I can pay, I'll pay. If he can pay, he'll pay. If we can Mm. both pay then yeah. So, so I wouldn't mind for him to be like, Hey B, do you mind picking up this check today? And then, you know, the next time, you know, he'll pick up the check, like that kind of thing. Like I'm all for that, you know? And like, even if we're like not living together, but we're always like, I'm always at his house or he's always at my house. Like I wouldn't mind like for the weekend that I'm going to be at his house, bringing some food over and bringing some groceries Mm. over for that weekend. Like I don't mind that kind of thing. And that's how I see the 50, 50 thing. Yeah. Like not necessarily like splitting the bill every meal. Like that's like, (laughs) but 
Yeah. But I also feel like we haven't really, like, I don't know, like, I don't want to say like we haven't, but is that a common thing to be in a first date and you've had to like share the bill? And has that relationship progressed past that point? I've never had that. Me no. I've also I've had the same experience with B. Uh, hmm? No, no, no. You've been on a date? I was going to say, I've been on a date with, um, with someone and he and like it was it was nice and whatever no actually it was pretty basic um we just <laughs> I, <laughs> I was gonna try and make it sound better no it was it was it was really basic it was the first time we were meeting I think our conversations were better than what the reality of anything possibly could have been but even after and all I had was like a I think a drink and like a little bite but it it really put me off because even to begin with, at the beginning, we sat at a table and then he was like, okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to go have a look and see what they have. And then you went or, and he, he ended up buying something for himself at the bar. And then he came and like sat down. Oh and, my gosh. And then like, he was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, so you can, you can go. And for me, I was just like, okay, I'm already done. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like there's no finesse. There's no nothing. I mean, apart from the fact that the con- like the the conversation was cool, but it was just never going to be better. I don't know. I just felt like, well, I that just say. like made me, yeah. yeah. So, That's a night to me. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, I really could have done something else and used this money with my friend and gone to like had a better experience. It really yeah. just wasn't worth it, and I just felt like it wasn't like generous. I don't know. It wasn't like. You asked me on a date and now, you know, you're like, oh, I've got my drink. So now you can go and <laughs> Yeah, what? that's lame. Uh, oh, so, so Peak, so he paid, the huh? he, paid, he paid for his drink at the bar. Huh? He paid for his drink at the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went, got his, and I didn't know and, until I saw him like sit down and he was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. So now you can go. And I was just like, okay, this no. is going to be quick. No, oh, I no. need a general, that's, that's terrible. You, like the thing is like that, that's horrible. You don't do that as a man. You don't do that. Like, yeah, fine. You, you do that. Like when the bull I said, Oh, can you take it? Like there's, there's a way to like talk about things like that. You don't yeah. do it from the beginning, you know, like, Oh, yeah. but like, I've, I won't lie. I've done the same thing. With what Belinda just, just did as well. Like, sorry, what she explained when she was talking about like him paying for dinner and then you go to the next place and then you're like, oh, I, I pay for the drinks, yeah, kind of thing. But guys, so that's like, 70-30. Like dinner is like more expensive than like a couple of drinks. Yeah. Like that's 70-30. Like next time they can pay for dinner and next time he can pay for the drinks. Not every single time he has to pay for dinner and every single time she'll pay for the drinks. Yo. I would lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay for the drinks. I'll pay for the drinks happily at the next I'll pay for the pay- I'll pay for the I'll, I'll pay the car guard. I'll pay for the Uber bag. Like no. I'll pay for the tip. Some people I even I've even I'll offered to pay for the tip, the tip as well. Yeah. I've yeah. said the tip. I've said the tip. Like what's ten percent? I'll pay for ten percent. That's like, seventy you know? thirty, my guy. We can go in fifty fifty on nothing. I suppose I suppose that is seventy thirty. You're right. You're yeah. Right. I, mean, I always thought it was sixty forty. I genuinely thought it was sixty forty. Girl. I mean well, <laughs> Yeah. It's seventy. Yeah, it depends. But there's it depends how expensive everything is. Mm. You know? Drinks are actually quite expensive. Are expensive. Hey. No, they can so be. So would you rather pay for dinner or pay for some more drinks? 
Drinks are expensive. Dinner is drinks expensive can be because just as much as dinner. dinner. Yeah, yeah drinks can be drinks just can be... as much as dinner. I've spent thirty dollars on two drinks. Yeah, I've spent thirty dollars yeah. on two drinks before, and I was yeah. like, "Damn!" Mm. Like I must really love my best friend because yeah, she might owe me thirty. So maybe it is sixty forty. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, it's sixty forty. Yeah, I'm gonna stay comfortable at sixty forty. Yeah, because I had a, I won't lie, I won't lie. I had a discussion with one of my friends, and I was just saying to her that I won't lie. I can't date somebody who is just like who is not generous. If that makes sense. I need mm-hmm. somebody who just there. There needs to be some level of generosity. It cannot always be yeah. equal playing field. Like at the uh, end of the day, I know this sounds terrible, but I want to feel like a woman. At the end of the day, I want to be spoiled. Like oh, some that. girls don't I want mean, that. Yeah. I, I some girls that don't want that, and I do. I'm not gonna lie. I don't I want my husband know. or boyfriend sitting in the passenger seat and all of that. <laughs> well, like I don't know, explain it. There's certain things I don't want. <laughs> I'm like, I'm all of the seeing a man in a passenger seat. <laughs> like all the things you can talk about now we're gonna fight over who's paying for what like who, who's gonna do this like just be a nice person get me things and treat me good <laughs> so you're not against getting blessed then you're not against getting blessed if that i makes mean sense. without like i'm not gonna do it where my dignity and like now i'm feeling like i have to swallow certain pills but i feel like you can judge in a situation like when a gift is coming from like oh like we, i I appreciate your company i saw this and i thought of you something like that versus oh. i'm getting you this so now that means you have to oh, do that's... x y and z no that doesn't like mm, obviously yeah. i'm not gonna fall for that but mm-hmm. i don't want to be in a relationship where like i don't get gifts like i don't get oh i thought of you one time and this is what i oh i left to visit the city and i saw this and i brought you back that like i don't think because i don't think that's how i would be in a relationship so i expect mm. the same thing like I'm not, yeah. yeah, I don't know how people no, are I get that. things. I do like gifts. Like, I want you to think of me because to me, I feel like, and I always, I've always said this, women, we guard our vaginas, men guard their money. If a man, sometimes, yeah. a, a lot of the time, if a man is willing to send money on you, not all men and not, <laughs> and not all women, sometimes people will give it to you freely. But for like the most part, for women, it's like we're taught that that's very precious to us. And for a man, it's like you taught to hustle, make that money. So if a man is going to spend that rack on you, for a lot of men, that's a big thing to them. That's yeah. why you know, I really do care about you, especially if he has like a modest job. And if he's yeah. a rapper or somebody, it might not be that special. <laughs> but for most dudes that are not... <laughs> Come on now, it might it might not be that special, but if I'm dating a regular guy and he's like, uh, I saw the expensive thing and I got it for you, that's kind of that's an indication really that sweet. I yeah, like I didn't have to pay this and I almost don't all the way got it like that, but right. because I see you as somebody that I really want to be in my life, I thought of you and I care about you enough to spend what I work hard for. Yeah. And like one of my friends, like she was in a situation where she was saving up for a trip that she was going to take with her partner. And like, it was a really large expense for her. So one of the months before they left on this vacation, he decided to pay rent for her. So that freed up more money for her to like, 
like spend towards yeah, a vacation that's like that's so considerate that's like yeah. that's the type of partner i want 50, 50 oh my god yeah. and then but then surely then what's then how how do you then put love in it do you know what i mean that's because how like, you put love like, in it it's coming from like a considerate place it's not oh i'm doing mm. this for you so yeah so, so part of your love language is what's this thing called when people like um forgot what it's called that that's one of your love languages. There. But I think it's like oh. a universal thing. For I think people. it's beyond like, love language. Yeah. yeah, it's just showing because appreciation. Yeah. Some people don't. Some people don't even like. Some people don't mind if their partner can't. Um, what's it called? Like, um, like some men are unable to provide like that. Yeah. If that makes sense. And like most guys will then you'll find that most guys will then cook dinner and stuff like that at their house like there's yeah. different ways of providing and it doesn't have to equate to being financially stable if that makes it, sense it, it doesn't it doesn't like because like i said i think it's called acts of service i think it's what it's called yes yeah for me if you don't got it like that financially and you find other ways to appreciate me like it could be mm. flowers flowers are not expensive it's like five bucks cooking <laughs> cleaning up rubbing my feet doing things that are still <laughs> Like, you know, acts of service. <laughs> you people are so cruel. You, you are like so, that? I love a good foot row. Okay, if a, if a man rubs my foot, you are good to go. But it's little things like that. Like, it doesn't have yeah. to be. But if I know that that you got it and you ain't trying to at least spend a little bit on the kid, I'm like, <laughs> dang. I can't even get a soda. Like you, that's the type of men that you go towards. Like, I'm not going to go for, like, and I know this comes off in a specific way and I don't want it like to be like that, but I'm not going to go mm-hmm. for, like, going to entertain a relationship where I know the circumstances won't make me happy, you know? But I, I feel like that has to be like a well-rounded thing because there are men with money that are not great men. No, I but I'm not saying you have to have that a lot of money. I'm not like saying that. Not yeah. forever, though. Money yeah, comes I mean, and goes. You, you, you're right. If, if, if I don't, you know, it's girls. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, also, and also, Lou, I also feel like, I don't know, like, are you... Are you gonna be picky in that? Is it his money or is it his parents' money or like? No, like you know, because how long is a piece of string at the same what time? What I'm saying yeah, is that that's like a very good point. We need to be like I need to be able to be myself <laughs> and do the things that I want to do, and you also have to be able to like be able to do those things. <laughs> next topic is we have spoken about OnlyFans but recently (laughs) Bella Thorne raked in a million dollars when she joined OnlyFans and the next day she made two million dollars and homegirl said that she did this to (laughs) raise awareness to sex work and um, try to eliminate the the stigma that's tied to sex, sex works and sex workers. What do you guys think? Peaks? Do you Girl, have bye. Thoughts? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, she could have done it another way. Because my thing is, you wanted to raise awareness, yes, but like now 
uh, I don't know. Now people, people, people who are already trying to eat are now having to compete with you when you've been eating and you have your like your certain lane. So I'm not sure if that was the best way she could have done it. Like, where's all that money going to? Is it going to sex workers who have been struggling during the pandemic? Like. Is it going to her, her bank account? You know, so uh, <laughs> I I don't know, girl. Yeah, yeah. And like every celebrity, like especially like these young celebrities that we've seen grow up, they always have this turning point where they either shock the world, like Britney and Madonna at the VMA stage, Christina Aguilera when she went dirty, and I guess like this is. I don't know, Bella Thorne's way of coming out and saying she's not a kid anymore. But it's like, is that what you need to do to prove your femininity, to prove that she you're been came out. with your sexuality? I was going to say the same thing. She been came out. <laughs> what? She been came out. She been on that. Yeah. <laughs> Disney has been in the past. Mm-hmm. A long time ago. Um, I don't know. My opinion is, is un- unpopular, so I can't even say it. Say it. Go ahead. Yeah, the safe it. space. <laughs> Girl, everybody, <laughs> sex work is what it is, okay? Like, I'm sorry, but I, I don't think women... I can't even phrase it correctly, because then it comes across as me, like, bashing sex workers, but I'm not, because I've gotten some dick, too. It's just... That's not sex work. No, but I'm saying like I can't judge. I don't judge people because like I've had my past, so I can't like I'm not judging sex workers. Only fans is what it is. It's for you to have sex and shake your behind and get paid. It's just that's that's what only fans is. But so, do you have an issue with the fact that she used it, or do you not have an? That's what I'm trying to understand. But based on what she's saying, she was trying to do. I agree with you. I feel like that was the wrong way to do it. The OnlyFans, because I think there are different ways to bring awareness. Because I do think sex work has a lot. It has a lot going on with sex trafficking. It's a big topic to get into. I think the way she did it, because like you said, I am wondering where did the $3 million go that she made? And then it's kind of like OnlyFans is, I don't, I I never thought of OnlyFans as a part of sex work. I guess I, I never considered it to be that because a lot of people are on there doing different things from what I've been told. It's like, you can't do that. Or you have like podcast creators. You have like a lot of different people on there. So I guess OnlyFans, I was like, is OnlyFans that, that sexual? Like I knew there was stuff on there, but I was like, I didn't realize it was like wide open. But because I've, I've heard of other business owners using OnlyFans for different things. (laughs) Now I know, I knew it was sex on there. But I guess I just never considered OnlyFans like <laughs> that kind of app. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, honestly, I feel like she just wanted to go on there and be provocative. Like, I feel like she wanted to get attention. I don't think she was trying to... I'm not going to question her motives, but damn, I am questioning her motives. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> for real, for real, I don't know. Do you think this is like modern-day feminism? <laughs> No, come on. I just think that she did it for attention. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, come on. Like, no. It doesn't make any sense. You can't, you can't go crowdfunding on OnlyFans. You know what I mean? You can't do things like that. 
like and then it's like it just didn't make sense like you like now the more like the like the more i'm reading it i'm just like it just doesn't make sense and what you're even saying about there being content curators and all of that like no then it, then officially now doesn't make sense to me why she did that she did it for herself for attention and then she tried to justify it by saying no i'm actually contributing this money to sex work like no just doesn't make sense to me yeah, I agree with um, everything that y'all said. You can't get on there and, cause what was the video of? I don't or know what, what the content was. Yeah, um, cause it'd be different if she went on there and she was actually talking about how this money that is being raised is gonna go towards sex workers and stuff, but I'm pretty sure that's what it wasn't, it wasn't. Um, so yeah, she she just, she just need to sit down. It reminds me of Masika. Did y'all hear about that from Love and Hip Hop? How she did that uh, that tacky video of her of sex trafficking. And then when she got called out for all of a sudden she turned around and she was like, this is for sex trafficking awareness. And everybody was like, girl, bye. And then the owner came forward and was like, chick, let me check you real quick. Because we never told you to do any of this. It reminds me of the white version of Masika. Like, I'm coming for your neck, so now let me give you a valid reason why you cannot come for me, because if you come for me now, you're coming for this. So yeah. now you feel like crap. But Bella Thorne, I still don't care. I'm still coming for you. Why would you do that? You did it for paper. You did it for money. Because OnlyFans is not a sex-working app. Sex, sex workers use OnlyFans, but it's not an app Kenesia, for sex workers. Kenesia, I promise you, OnlyFans... 90% of OnlyFans <laughs> is for sex workers. All the porn stars are for OnlyFans. Because of the pandemic, it's so like a huge it's jump gone, because people yeah, weren't allowed to be on the up. street and interact with people. Like, this so is it's a like a sex, sex app. The only times I've seen OnlyFans used, the only context I have seen, even this one guy that I followed on OnlyFans, like, straight up adult content. Like, is, that, is that Jeremy? No. Is that Jeremy? Because I heard he is making money. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this man named Jeremy is out there only fans giving it up for 40 seconds. It's nasty. <laughs> Real nasty. <laughs> but seriously, girls are paying their tuition with OnlyFans. Like, mm-hmm. it's a legitimate wow. sex app. But then I okay. have a question. Is it okay, like... Then it like you kind of have to think about like women having the right to do whatever they want with their bodies, and if she wants, because if she had done posted that sort of content on Instagram, it would have been inappropriate. Instagram would have taken it down. Like that's not a part of their like user guidelines. So the next place for her to post like raunchy, whatever type of videos and whatever type of pictures would be OnlyFans because that's a platform that supports that sort of content. So is it not within her rights? Because it's not a money issue. Like, Bella Thorne's got money. She didn't need this little two million Mm. that she made in two days. Like, she could have made that signing some stupid deal with some makeup company. Like, that's not even the problem. So does she not have the right to do whatever she wants with her body and post pictures and videos like that? She definitely has the right. But, like, then don't say you're trying to raise awareness or, like, you know, Reduce the stigma. Don't say that. Don't say that. But, leave but leave why, the sex workers but, out of it. That's what okay, I think. But, okay, but why not? Sorry, I, I, I don't understand. Why, why wouldn't she be trying to, you know, like, um, 
lessen the stigma. I'm, I'm, I just, I don't even know who Bella Thorne is, but I can see, <laughs> and I can see that she is um, like quite famous and she has directed porn videos before. So she is in this industry. So what she has? I did not know that. I did not know that. Yeah, she, she directed a, a porn hub, um, like Sundance film called Her and Him. It was a 30 minute uh, short in 2019. So she created this industry. So why not bring awareness to her industry? I don't understand. What the well, now you're right. You did direct it. Maybe I missed that part. I, I, I missed that I part. Like a, a young I didn't really. Well, like, now that you have brought that to my attention, maybe she did. She did do it for her cause. Now that I know that. Um, because it's the same, because I mean, for me, it's the same as Cardi B. I mean, Cardi B is on OnlyFans and she's an ex-stripper and she still has a lot of uh, friends who work in the sex workspace. And in the okay. stripper space, so why not okay, raise, right. raise awareness and lessen the stigma on people that, you know, on, like people whose profession this is. So for me, yeah. I'm saying, the stigma I feel will like, always be there. The like, yeah, the stigma will always be there. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter how forward thinking we are in the future. Like, there's always going to be a stigma with sex work, people selling their bodies in order to make money. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but I feel like it's one of those, like, like someone saying that they want to end world, like, hunger. Like, it's one of those things that are just, like, always going to be there. Like, it's such a futile attempt. Okay. No, I definitely definitely disagree with that. But isn't that that the whole reason why OnlyFans exists? Like, a year ago, we would never have even thought of having such a mainstream platform like OnlyFans. No, OnlyFans was, like, created in order for, like, everyday sex workers who want to make adult content. No, but, like, without having to, like, deal with the exploitive industry of sex work or even have to deal with the middleman. So it's not there to remove the stigma, it's there to facilitate. No, but that's already lessening, lessening a stigma because you're, because you're putting sex work on a mainstream platform where people are not getting exploited and where people are not being like, what can I say? Um, like, are not having so many barriers to them getting their bag, like the way that they want to get their bag through OnlyFans. That's already I a, there. I think it's a great thing for, I think it's you should never stop trying to fight for what you believe in. I don't think you should ever, if you really believe that, that you want to lessen the stigma of sex work, I 1,000% a do your thing. But I think it's one of those things that no matter what you do, it's like, it's like, it's like racism as a black person, racism is never going to go away, but that doesn't mean that I I don't want you to fight for it. It doesn't mean I don't think that you should still be out here like preaching and marching and speaking out about it. But it's always going to be men and women that are going to look at sex work as a, a industry that they don't respect. I'm sorry, I just it's, it's always it's always going to kind of be and that. Like no no father is going to say like, I want my daughter mother. to be a sex worker. No no father ever going to say that I want to be a sex worker, honey. I'm so proud of you. That's never going to be a, a thing unless <laughs> uh, it's him. That's sure. that's literally it. Like I'm sorry, it's never gonna happen. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you fighting sure. for it. I love you. I love fighting for it. For sure. And and yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. But what I'm saying is that with every year that goes by, with every feminist march that happens, with every Black Lives Matter march that happens, do you not believe in your heart that 
things are getting better slowly or yeah, things are know. or the aim is to 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 eventually attain equal rights for women to eventually attain yeah. you know equal equal rights for for the races and for black people yeah. Do you not think that how does every, that tie into only and with every um <laughs> <laughs> and with every like you know like like um um, content that's meant to, you know, like lessen the stigma. Do you know? Do you not think that the, that 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 industry is moving in the right direction? I same do. Shame. Also, Maybe I just feel differently because it's Bella Thorne, and I barely know much about her. Whatever versus like someone end. like Cardi sorry. B and and sorry, PK. And... Sorry, sorry, just <laughs> sorry, sorry to, to to disturb you. Same with HIV/AIDS, guys. Mm. Like 10, twenty years ago, we wouldn't even like touch a person with HIV/AIDS. That's now, so look, true. That's true. We wouldn't that's even true. like even think of holding hands with a person with HIV AIDS. That's, that's deep misinformation. Like <laughs> HIV is a recent thing. Sex has it's the always same thing. been there. No. No. But the it's... way that people are thinking about sex is changing. Yes. Yeah, She's talking about the, the stigma. That the stigma attached to certain the things way like that HIV. Are about sex and sex work. And the yeah. way that women have sex and the way that women re- like use their sexual order- organs, that, mm. that psychologic, psychologically is changing. And that's important for the culture. I think, yeah. I think the, 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 the difference between... The way I, I have the orgasm reason. is important. You go, Melinda! I have my solo <laughs> orgasms. Oh my God. <laughs> That's why music videos like WAP exist. Now being like a dirty stripper from like fuck, really? No, guys. Yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> what is the argument? <laughs> like I'm slightly confused. Like no, I think it was the whole thing about the stigma, the thing that I said, and then she told us about Bella Thorne's thing. So now I, I understand a little bit more where Bella yeah. is coming from. That the uh, stigma is changing. Yes, it will always be there. And I definitely agree. No father's going to clap hands for Cardi B, you know, whatever. But oh, wow. the stigma around what Cardi is doing, what Bella's doing, what whoever, 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 the stigma is changing and that's important. Mm. Right, but I don't think that you I should brand this as modern day feminism. Like no, that's where my like argument comes in. Like you can have the argument for like, oh, these platforms and these singers are like bringing more light to female sexuality, and I'm okay with that. But that doesn't mean like, oh, if you're not being doing certain things with your body, you're not like just because you're doing X, Y, and Z with your body that people like deem inappropriate, that now doesn't make you a feminist. That doesn't mean, like that doesn't, that action doesn't contribute to you moving the conversation forward. Like Bella Thorne going onto OnlyFans isn't a big move for feminism. It's a big move for the way female sexuality is portrayed. And I hate how it gets confused. But I think that that if you are, um, a person on the other side of that, if you are a person who doesn't feel that that's important um, for female sexuality and, and feminism, then you're not a feminist. So as much as I, as, as I can't sit here and say that Bella Thorne is a feminist because of this is how she chooses to be. I don't know if she's a feminist. Maybe she just likes dick. That's fine. But if you are sitting on, on the other side and saying that this has nothing to do with feminism, this has nothing to do with the way that women, you know, 
like their sexual rights, then I do not believe that you are a feminist. I agree well, with that. When I, I think of like- feminism, I think of like women should be like, I think that any woman that wants to do whatever they want with their body, like, should not be judged. I guess that's how I think about feminism because you have women that are a bit more more modest, and then you have women that are a bit more open. I don't think either one should look down on each on each other. I hate it that it's become like this versus thing of like, well, the Aisha Curry's versus the Black Chinas, and then mm-hmm. it just becomes like, I don't even though I don't one hundred percent agree with like sex work in general. I'm just a more modest person. I don't look down on them. I don't have to agree with everything that you do to still value you as a woman, as a person. And I think that I hate it when it becomes like this, where you're you're boring and she she's fun. Well, I'm classy and you're a slut. I hate that argument, that conversation. That's like, do what you do. And that's where the stigma comes in. Because unfortunately, unfortunately people are like, I can't respect you. I, I think you're a slut. I think you're this when you make these choices. Yeah. And that's where the stigma comes in. And that's what's important for these channels to. I've had friends that were hoes. Love them. Love them, girl. (laughs) I've had friends that were getting down. And I was like, I was getting down too. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I would never, like, I'm not a sex worker, but I got down, you know? So, you know, girl, do your thing. Sex, Sex workers, be safe. Just be safe. And I don't know. Only fans. I didn't know any of this. <laughs> the only, like, the, to be honest, the only reason I had a problem in the beginning with Bella Thorne because I thought she was acting from her privilege. Now I see that she's actually she's actually a participant in this narrative. I res- I yeah. have that to like ign- yeah in yeah. this environment. I have to re- put some. I have to respect her for that. You know what I mean? Because like at the end of the day, she's doing what she has to do. So who am I to judge? You know who am I? I want to know when you guys, because I feel like we always talk about cultural appropriation, but how did you guys feel about Adele with the bunty nuts and the, like, the, what was it, Bohemian? Bahamas flag? Bohemian flag? She looks so cute. (laughs) (laughs) She looks so cute. I love Adele. I I thought she looked cute. Like, maybe, no, come on. No, like, come on. Like, come on. She was just having fun. Like, come on. And she was like, at the end of the day, like, I see... Kim Kardashian putting braids on. I see so many things put in. Like, Lewinder, we have weaves as well. Like, it's not cultural appropriate. For me, this is not bad. This is not bad. This is not bad. She's not, it's not, I'm okay with this. No, no, not a doubt. Not a doubt. <laughs> not a doubt, guys. Not a doubt. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with Ruby. I thought it was cute. I didn't see it as like, what the hell is she doing? But I do think because it's Adele, I think if it would have been, like, let's say Kim Kardashian, then it would have been perceived differently than it being Adele. But from my perspective, I agree with Ruby. I thought it was cute. And Peaks, like, I don't know if you've been to, like, the Notting Hill Carnival. So I don't know if that's, like, standard for the way people dress. Well, it is the standard, but not in terms of, like, now wearing the Jamaican flag, if you're not even Jamaican or not, you know, or a person of 
I don't know, like you're closely linked to that to that culture, and also like Bantu knots and things, which you're like a white girl. I don't, I don't know. But also, people were saying, I mean, it's because it's a doll, so people have received it a little bit more differently, maybe because everyone seems to love a doll, and because she comes from, I don't know, the end, so she's been not ra- kind of raised within a society of, you know of the Caribbean people and whatever. So uh, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily offended, but when she, I don't know, there was like, it was, it was recently as well. I think she said something on Insta on Instagram, but she, um, she made a comment on some, someone, someone's photo or something like that. And it was a black person's, I think, but she, she typed out, she typed it out in like the, di- I know I'm shifting a bit, but she typed it out like how a Caribbean person would kind of talk. Like, you know, like how Wendy Harlow, for example, will sometimes say, what are like W-U-H, the D-A-H. And it's just like, yeah, uh, Adele, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I felt, I, I feel two ways about it. I don't, yeah. I find it hard to figure, to, to figure out with cultural appropriation, yeah, when we can say, oh, this is appropriation, yeah. this is appreciation. This is not so. This isn't harmful. This is harmful. Like sometimes I find the lines becoming blurred more and more often, depending on who you are and what the context is. So yeah, I don't know. Linda, what did you think? Yeah, I think the Bantu knots were a bit much. Um, but perhaps because it's a Caribbean carnival, maybe it really was her just being, you know trying to be appreciative and one with the theme of the day um but the knots i think were a bit much yeah but otherwise i'm not just trying to copy beyonce like because because she loves it because before her other post was like showing like that outfit and then i think it's just trying to copy beyonce kind of thing so it's just a style i don't know ash I don't know. Ken, what did you think? Um, well, I think there's such a thing as likability. People love Adele. If this was another, <laughs> if this was another white girl who we really want a fan of, then people will be uh, if this was if this was Taylor Swift, good good lord. <laughs> but <laughs> what I what I will say is that like I do find it hard to also decipher between like of course there are instances where you know, okay, that's a appropriation, but I think that with Adele, I think she genuinely did appreciate it. And I don't mm. think she was like, it's one thing when you're trying to make money from it. Like Adele wasn't posted on like a magazine, like with it on, then yeah. it would have been a problem. But if you're at a festival, like, like my, my mom was not Jamaican, but my mom went to plenty of Jamaican festivals and wore the colors. And yes, she wasn't like, now when you start do, doing the accent, my mom never did that. Like she was like, she was never like trying to speak like them. But if somebody would have told my mom, you're not Jamaican, she'd have been like, bitch, like, <laughs> you know, like, that's just how she would have been looking like, what? So I think with Adele, I think it was more so like her loving the culture and maybe finding it to be like really fun. I don't think she was trying to be like, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm with it, with it. Like, what's up? Like, you know, I, I don't think it was that. But I think it's a problem when you have people that are trying to take it and make it their own, like the Kim Kardashian braids. That's a to me. That's a appropriation because it's like that's not what that was called. But uh, Adele wasn't like my my Adele knots. Then it'd have been like whoa, <laughs> like <laughs> okay. But yeah, I wouldn't lie. Like I, I like Adele too, so I don't know. 
I felt uncomfortable. When I saw it, I was just like, this is strange. And it's okay, like, oh, yay, this is Adele. But now imagine all the white girls that are seeing Adele and now they pop up with bunty knots in their hair. Like, it's weird. It's like, it's a ripple effect because it just doesn't end with Adele. And think of Adele's but that's, reach that's not, and the people that's not that Adele It's not her fault, that's but it propagates all of this. It's like a ripple effect. So if we have to stump out one person to prevent a whole horde of people from doing it, like, rather that, like, it's just, it makes such a messy thing because, oh, Adele did it, but let's say Taylor Swift now does it because it was okay when Adele did it. Now we've got a bigger problem on our hands. Like, I don't want to see people walking around with buns in us. I think the Bantu, I think the Bantu knots were a lot. I think that was a little bit much, but her wearing the flag, the flag bra, mm. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not going to tell you that you can't celebrate a culture if you genuinely, if you're, if you would genuinely just love the culture and you wanted to wear that outfit. It's kind of like, it's like black, black people do all the time too. Like I've seen plenty we of black do it, I, I was about to say that. I was about to say that. We, I, I can wear American flag and I can, like, even the British flag and I can put on my British accent and everything, yeah. you know what I mean? And, like, now, like, yes, there's a history involved in, mm-hmm. like, um, what's it called? In, like, um, if somebody has to do it black, in terms of like South African, yeah, black aesthetics and everything. But, like, there's an, a certain amount, why can't... Uh, I I feel like we also need to understand what appreciation is as well because like yeah. we we always talking about like trying to promote black beauty black aesthetic black this but now when it's getting a promoted and stuff like that now people are like no you can't wear it you can't do that you can't do that we put so many limitations in terms of can't 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 instead of saying you know what let's do it this this can happen that can happen and like yes with the kim kardashian braids they were problematic and everything but braids are beautiful at the end of the day so form it's a hairstyle you know what i mean so we can't just limit it to a black aesthetic if that makes sense like i get the fact that certain things i don't know may i just think that um at the end of the day, we can't just be hoarders in terms of a black, you know what I mean? I agree with that. But I also feel like as a white celebrity, like you have to realize what certain actions mean. And it's also knowing what your fan base is. And like, I know that Adele is not oblivious to like, she has black friends. She's like conscious of all these like racial conversations that are happening that are happening so it's not someone that's completely oblivious to the world that she's in that's wearing these bantu knots it's Adele that's conscious about the like more subtle racism and like certain infrastructures that are put in place especially when it comes to like black beauty and the way that it's perceived and it's like someone Mm. that's knowledgeable about this is still going ahead and wearing bantu knots like you know especially bantu knots like you know that that's so specific to a group of people like how do you not Mm. consciously think okay this isn't just about me having fun how will my fans like think about it in the long term and i think when you've got a reach like adele especially if you're a white celebrity you need to be more thoughtful about these things because it does have a ripple effect that's just it does. I'm you're right i i do think the bantu nights were a bit much i don't mind the bra flag that part about it, i didn't mind yeah i think the bantu knots were a lot she could have probably wore her hair like a different style because bantu knots are a bit 
they are very, very, very cultural. Like, so I definitely get that part. And she, she does have a white fan base as much as she has a black fan base. So I could see white girls being like, Adele did it. Which isn't her responsibility, but we can't ignore the fact that it, it, it would happen. Like white girls will look up to that. I think that that's cute. Um, mm. I think it was appreciation just maybe done kind of wrong with the Bantu knots. But like, like she, like she said, you have to know the difference between appreciation and appropriation. And to like close off the podcast, just like this week, we like, well, last week, we recently heard about like Chadwick Boseman's passing. So I just wanted to hear like what your guys' thoughts were on that, like how you felt. And I'll go first, just because I have an appointment, so I need to dip. But I just want to say RIP to Chadwick. Um, my prayers are with his families. Um, and I didn't, I remember when that picture um, came out on, I think I seen it on like the shade room or something um, when he was that video or was it? Um, but he just, he was slimmed down. Like his face looked like sunken in. I was just like, dang, what is Chadwick doing? Like this has to be for a movie role not even realizing like that this man is like really going through it. Um, and I was seeing a lot of stuff where like um, people were making fun of him on like Twitter and stuff. And then now seeing as to why he looked the way he did, everybody like, damn, like I feel so fucked up because of the way I was, you know, speaking on this. Um, but yeah, again, prayers to his family and everybody else. Cause that's so sad. I would have never expected that. I mean, was so young, so. Rizzy, what were your thoughts? Um, yo, I, I pre- like, obviously, like, because, like, I've watched so many movies, but I never actually realized, like, the role he played. Like, he was very intentional about every um, movie he chose and, like, just the character he played. And I just think that... Um, he I think that he has a very like I saw an Instagram post saying no he has a very good group of people around him because it never got leaked that this was what was happening to him so I think that um at the end of the day he was intentional about not even his career but about this the the company that he kept and I just think that all around this guy was very intentional and he influenced black culture and even black history in the right way because like yeah, the, the the movies he acted in and everything like I watched, but I never actually grew up thinking. I never, con- I wasn't consciously aware that it was Chadwick who was acting it, who was acting these roles. So I just think that no, um, rest in peace. And yeah, I think that um, he had an intentional life, and everything comes to an end, you know. And yeah. I don't know. Death was touchy for you, but like I think that at the end of the day he had to go. Um, peaks. Um, yeah, I would definitely say that it was just like very sad, and also I mean I really I won't lie I never was really particularly like oh I have to watch a Chadwick Boseman film specifically. I watched a couple of them, but just seeing or getting to understand more about his life, which is unfortunate under the circumstances of like now he's passing on, but just like his thoughts, his ideas, always, you know, challenging, always pushing, always, do you know what I mean? He, as Rue said, he was, he he seemed like he was very intentional with a lot of his, his decisions. So it's just, I think it's something that a lot of us can, you know, 
can take up in, in our own lives. I'll say for myself in any case, just being intentional with, with who you surround yourself with, with the things you choose to do, the things you don't, you know, and yeah, whatever brings, brings, brings some form of positivity or joy into your life. Yeah. And is fulfilling or gets you closer to your purpose. Yeah. Ken, what were your thoughts? Um, I won't even lie. I cried when I found out. And I don't even cry over a celebrity death because I don't know you. But for him, I was like, I watched his movies way before Black Panther. He was one of my favorite actors. So I was like really hard for me. It was like triggering too. And I just felt really, really sad because I was like, man, this is somebody who dedicated his life to like being, just representing Black icons and I think it was just a hard pill and I felt really bad when people were trying to pressure Michael B. Jordan to speak out. And I think that just attests to the obsession with celebrity culture. And I thought it was very beautiful that no one did tell anything. Cause most of the time, you know, somebody from the hospital will say something, leak a story, a friend, a quote unquote friend would leak a story. But the fact that he was able to keep this hidden for four years, I thought that was a beautiful thing. And it just taught me to, to cherish my life because he was so young and I was like man yeah he had a lot more to do but God called him home and I can't I can't question God but it definitely was hard to deal with and you what were your thoughts yeah I think I um I think it was sad and it was shocking I didn't really know Chadwick before Black Panther um and then when I you know, obviously, like, unfortunately, in these circumstances, I went and, like, did my homework a little bit and see how much he's been working, you know, and he's so, so many projects he's done. Um, and even in these, like, last four years, and I think, um, for me, that really taught me to just, like, um, yeah, I think, you say, same as what everyone else said, like, cherish the people around you and be intentional with the people around you. And that's very, very important, because he was obviously able to you know, do all of this work and, you know, fulfill his purpose in a safe and supportive environment, which is like ugh, amazing. Um, but also, yeah, like keep on tracking. Like, I think that he, that he really did live his purpose. And I think he really did like, you know, with the work that he did was just really purposeful. And I think that's really beautiful because even though he like passed at such a young age, yeah, he, he did it. He, he really, he really did something meaningful in his life, you know, and that's, that's beautiful. And I think like, I think the biggest thing, like I always think about what I would do if I was given like, let's say six months to live. And I constantly always thought like, I would have as much fun, like I would travel, I would do all of these things. And just to think that he was given that message and he didn't look inward at his own like selfish needs and things that would make him happy like he did his best to like make sure he had a good legacy behind him and then he just dedicated so much time to other people like going out and speaking to kids that were in a similar situation to him and just just that selfish selflessness and like i just hope and like it's just such a beautiful thing to watch but it also like makes you reflect inwards and just makes you think about the legacy that you want to leave behind the type of person that you want to be and hopefully like 
when you are in such a difficult situation, you don't retreat inward and only think about your own needs, but also like try to make the world a better place before you leave in whatever capacity you can. And it sounds cheesy, but like that honestly was my biggest takeaway. Like this, he could have been anywhere. He could have been on an island. He could have been in Bali, like just relaxing, having a good time, like a bunch of girls around him, like doing his damn thing. But he chose to go into hospitals with kids that had cancer to speak to them to motivate them going to colleges and speaking and that's selfless like whilst going through chemo and all of this other stuff like i don't know that's kind of powerful and speaks to his character and like just great that people have someone like him to look to and to think that he was like the first action hero that kids growing up could see and thinking of a guy with such like great character like I don't know, you couldn't ask for like a better person to take that role and to have that legacy and that impact. So, hmm. RIP. Yeah. yeah. It wraps another episode of The Getty. I don't know, Rizzi, <laughs> your camera's off, so I can't see your face. But anyway. It's not off. It's, yeah, it's on. I know it's on, but it's just yeah. not showing up on my screen. Oh, sorry. I don't know what's going on. It's all good. But as always, thank you so much for participating. I appreciate you taking your time. And I hope... (laughs) And we look forward to the links. Okay. Bye. I really have to go. I really have to go. (laughs) See ya. Bye.